Welcome back to the Mackinac on Michigan show brought to you by the Mackinac Center's Frank Beckman Center for Journalism here on WJR. I'm Kelly Cobb. I'm Jared Skorup. And during COVID, way, way back during COVID, <laughs> uh, Congress suspended the requirement for student loan debt to be repaid. That law expired back in September of 2020, but the Department of Education unilaterally extended it without any congressional approval at all. Now the Mackinac Center and the new Civil Liberties Alliance are suing the federal government for illegally halting the program. We are joined by Shang Lee of the new Civil Liberties Alliance right now. Shang, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks for coming on. So my understanding is that, that there are a number of court cases about the student loan debt repayments. Is that correct? And, and if so, how is this case brought by you guys in the Mackinac Center different? Well, most of the cases were challenging the Department of Education's uh, one-time program to cancel about half a trillion dollars of student debt. And we're obviously against that, and, and, and the Supreme Court heard arguments uh, last uh, February, or this February, just a month ago. Um, the, the case that Mackinac and uh, NCLA has brought is a little different. It's against uh, the pause that's been going on since the beginning of the pandemic. And as you guys mentioned, Congress was the first to approve that pause and to enact that pause. And we have no problem with that, except Congress set a very clear six-month expiration date. And uh, the federal government has, uh, the the President Trump and then later President Biden has since illegally extended that beyond the expiration date. So, Shang, um, you know, this the case seems to be about, you know, as you mentioned, an executive power issue, um, who has the authority. Um, so you're really focused kind of on the constitutional, the legal angle, not so much whether uh, this is a good a good policy or not? Uh, I, that, that's right. I mean, it's a lawsuit, so we're, issue, we're focusing on the law. But, but I think they're actually quite related um, because one of the most important parts of the Constitution says it's Congress that controls the power of the purse, that decides how much money it's, it's spent. And, and we do that because it's Congress is in the best position to make the sort of big policy decisions about how billions of dollars are spent, not just federal bureaucrats, you know, in some office somewhere. Uh, and, and so here, you know, we, we say pause, but what's going on is actually cancellation, because part of the pause is that interest doesn't accrue on a month-to-month basis. So what that means is, at the, you know, normally interest would go up if you have a loan, a car loan or house loan. Um, but the federal government is just going to forgive that for you, which is essentially a giveaway of, uh, at the end of every month, equal to the amount of interest that would have accrued. And that's equivalent to $5 billion a month. And you add up those $5 billion, and it becomes, you know, it's been $150 billion at this point because it's been 30 months. So, Shane, what's the justification on the part of the Department of, of Education for doing this? Because this was originally a COVID-era uh, a law that was passed by Congress. Are they when they when they extend this? And, and my understanding is that they've extended it multiple times over and over and over again. What are they saying the justification is when they extend that that law? That well, regulation? That, that, that's a really interesting question, actually, because they're given different justifications, and and that's part of the problem. Because the first time uh, President Trump extended it, he invoked something called uh, the economic hardship provisions under the Higher Education Act, which. Uh, which uh, is uh, available uh, to, uh, for individuals who are in real economically higher straits, like people who are making the minimum wage, people who are on like public assistance, and people who are in the Peace Corps, like very uh, severe economic, you know, low income. 
And uh, and obviously that doesn't apply to the 40, all 40 million Americans who have student loans. Uh, so so that's you know strike one already. But so you can't really sustain it under that. And then as you keep on going, Trump then then invoked the Heroes Act, which is you know a pandemic specific uh, justification uh, for just a little bit. And then when Biden comes into power, Biden starts extending it again. But he doesn't actually provide any justification. He just does it through press releases about how uh, we need to help people in need, even though uh, the average college-educated person is much better economically well-off than the average non-college-educated person. Uh, and uh, the Biden, at some point, you know, after giving him many extensions without any explanation, any statutory explanation, then invokes the HEROES Act again, uh, and, then, and then most recently says he needs to extend it because the Supreme Court is deciding on the merits of the bigger cancellation policy. So that, that's, a, that's another new justification. You know, we need to pause it so that, the, so that you know, give the, basically give time for the courts to decide what happens next, which, which is not related to the pandemic. So the so it's a it's not a debt cancellation it's a debt shift it wasn't approved by Congress it's done by the administrative side and it's primarily uh, a lot of this debt relief is going to higher income people um, that is going to be paid for by the general taxpayers what is the uh, outside of even the legal side what is the rationalization from the other side of why Something like this should should be allowed. I mean, are we just going to get to the point where it's competing executives, whichever party controls, is going to kind of set the agenda for for the whole country? Well, that that would be quite a problem because that that'll create a lot of you know, you don't you know even the average student loan borrower wouldn't know what to expect. You know, depending on do I have to pay my when I when I take out loans to go to college, am I going to have to pay this back? I don't know. It depends on which party's in power. You know, eight years, twelve years from now. Um, it, it creates a, a whole mess, and that's why uh, I think this sort of power should not be, you know, in the hands of the administrations in the first place. Yeah, I, you know, I, I paid off my loans, um, my college loans, um, about two years ago now. So it took me, took me twelve years. Um, I never would have considered um, trying to rely on someone else to to pay those loans. Um, I got value out of my college. I wanted to pay it, and and I was just thinking of the unintended consequence side of it, which is um, inevitably leading to higher interest rates or other people not getting these loans in the future. If if banks have to make this calculation um, where the federal government is going to try to place the burden on them versus the people who actually took out the loan and just the irresponsibility of encouraging people, yeah, go ahead, take out all the debt that you want and don't even think about it. Um, I mean, I, I don't see how people think that's going to be a good thing for to, to teach people. Yeah, and I think that's what's, you know, the, the, the best steel man kind of version of defending this policy is that the folks behind it are looking at inflating college costs uh, and the fact that student loans have been ballooning and saying we must do something. And the, the most the, the easiest, perhaps most straightforward thing they see is to try to cancel it as much as possible, or to you know to pause it or to to stop interest from accruing on it. But they they're not thinking about the perverse effects of that because if you if you make if you do that, what you're doing is then creating a huge incentive for the colleges to increase um, their tuition and creating a huge incentive for people to take out large amounts of loans uh, that they may not fully expect to pay. So you're you're actually exacerbating the problem that uh, uh, that you're trying to solve. 
and I just want to put a finer point. We got only about a minute left on on the whole point of your lawsuit, which you kind of highlighted at the beginning, is that you said Biden's just doing this by press release. I mean, the the federal government, if the Democrats wanted to have passed something to cancel student loan payments or something otherwise, they, they had an opportunity to do that. And they could have done that, but they chose not to. And when you have when you have the, the executive branch simply make a decision unilaterally, it highlights exactly what you guys are, are talking about here. Whoever's in power gets to make the decision. There is total uncertainty for the future. So so how do you think this court case plays out then? And, and will it have any other precedent um, on, for example, the, the, the delineated powers between the different branches of government or anything? Yeah, that's that's the, the primary reason why we and Mackinac uh, work together to bring this court case to uh, not only challenge, you know, the press release uh, pauses, because but also challenge the pauses where the government did go and invoke statutory authority is to make clear that no matter how the executive branch attempts to pause student loans, whether they do it through a press release or whether they do it, you know, by uh, crossing the T's and dotting the I's and, and issuing a formal federal register, you know, notice uh, that is all illegal because only Congress has the power to, um, you know, categorically pause. Uh, the interest rate accrual and repayment obligations for all borrowers, regardless of their individual economic circumstances. I mean, uh, at least the, the one-time cancellation program had an economic uh, had an income threshold cutoff, so really rich people weren't benefiting from it. Uh, whereas the, <laughs> the student loan pause, it doesn't matter. You could be a millionaire and you're still mm-hmm. benefiting from it. What, what's the logic in that? Exactly. Shang Lee with the new Civil Liberties Alliance, uh, thank you for bringing this case uh, on behalf of all the taxpayers, including those with student debt. And uh, we'll, we'll keep following this, uh, and I'm sure there will be more on Mackinac Center's website, Mackinac.org, uh, for those that are interested in this as well. Shang, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you, and take care. Thank you, and we'll be back after a brief break with more of the Mackinac Michigan show here on WJR.